so exciting. We are here, the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are here to celebrate Christmas in July. We have an all-star panel. This is so exciting. I'm Rachel. Amber's here. Oh, hello. <laughs> yes, and we have two special guests here to talk about all things great Hallmark Christmas. Uh, we have Marissa Serafini is here from After Buzz. This is so exciting. We've had her on once before. Can you introduce yourself? <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for having me back on the show. Yes, I'm Marissa Serafini. I host uh, Happy Hallmarkies at AfterBuzz TV, along with the one calls the Hearts After Show and the Chesapeake Shores After Show. So, I do yes. A lot of Hallmark stuff. <laughs> and also, we have my best friend and cousin, don't tell the other cousins, Liberty. <laughs> Everybody. It was like super famous, like at least to me. What's <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of views on YouTube? Hi, I'm Liberty. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. We're so excited. So what we thought we'd do first is have you lovely ladies uh, share with us some of your favorite Hallmark Christmas movies, because everybody knows Amber and I's favorites, backwards and forwards. So... <laughs> Let's hear from Liberty first. Uh, what are some of your favorite Hallmark Christmas movies? Um, I like the window shopping one the best. Mm -hmm. Window Wonderland. Window uh -huh. Wonderland. For sure. For many reasons. I feel like they have a lot of dynamics between that relationship that you don't find in other ones. Because she's so spunky and sassy rather than, mm -hmm. I don't know, the typical overwork it's I mean she's she's a hard worker too but she's like in it I guess she's just me so I love it um and then and then uh firefighter love nine lights of Christmas yeah yes so <laughs> who wouldn't yeah it's really cute and then what's what's the one where they have a pumpkin carving contest I don't think that's it's like it's not Chris it's Christmas oh wait is, you're talking about November Christmas yes me. Yes, that one's one of the best. Also classic. I agree with you. Solid choices. Um, I always, you mentioned Nine Lives of Christmas, love Brandon Routh and Kimberly Sestad. She needs to be in more movies. Uh, I also do love Christmas in Homestead. That was really mm -hmm. cool. That came out a couple years ago. Um, top, top favorites would be The Bridge Part 1 and 2. Because oh. mm. I'm a bookworm, I love country music, I love Karen Kingsbury, and that's just a trifecta of all my personal loves in that in part one and two. And yeah. it's it's so feel good, but you also cry unabashedly in those. So it's perfect. yeah. And it also stars Wyatt Nash, nay Matt Elrod from Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you like the ones that you tear up a little bit. Yeah, you know, for the emotional aspect, yeah, because they make you feel. Me too. I'm with you there, and uh, that's why I like November Christmas. It's it's a it's a really good one. Uh, yeah, great choices. We love that. So we are going to try something new, and we're really excited about it. And it's hopefully going to be interactive with all of you lovely listeners. Uh, we are going to do the first ever, hopefully annual Christmas in July bingo. Uh, Hallmarkies Bingo. And Amber, why don't you explain a little bit about what we're going to be doing? All right. So what we're going to go through today is we're going to brainstorm ideas for things that we might find 
throughout the Hallmark Channel original movies this holiday season. Also, Hallmark movies and mysteries. We're not picky. Um, and so what we're going to do is, you know, for example, if they almost kiss under the mistletoe, but something stops them, boom, you just got a square in bingo, assuming it's on your card. So what we're going to do is we're going to brainstorm possible things and have fun, and it'll be a delight. And you're going to like it. Dang it. If you don't, I'm going to be really mad. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about some different, like, tropes and cliches, but but like just really fun things that we tend to see repeated throughout many of these Hallmark Christmas movies. And it's not like, Oh, this is a trope. We don't want them to do it anymore. Like this right. is a trope. Please always make sure you include this is a trope treasure. Okay. Yeah. Trope treasure. A treasure trope. <laughs> a treasure trope. Very treasure good. Tro- Very good. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, I will start. My first one that I thought would be fun to talk about is that every town must have a holiday festival that is taken very seriously by all involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this would also, would this also include like contests, like silly contests, like carving the best ice sculpture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it could be a festival slash tournament. Usually the tournaments are somehow involved in the festival, like in the Christmas of ice last year, for instance. You know, they were going to cancel the tournament or whatever. And then they, but it was the festival. Community yes. involvement that's taken above and beyond serious. Yeah. Yes. Very serious. Would this conclude? Event or something like that. Oh, yes. A Christmas tree lighting event. Would that count, Rachel? Or would that be a separate community I event? I, I think it could count. Okay. Uh, it has to be like something on a calendar. Or I think, would we include parades in this or is that a separate? separate thing like like say one starry the christmas or like christmas uh rock me on a christmas like they have the christmas parade any kind of christmas festival slash thing like that i feel you like. know i say that counts if they're trying to outdo previous festivals okay <laughs> yeah good but christmas town event yeah yeah good okay christmas town event do you have a favorite marissa favorite christmas festival movie uh, i always like the the christmas tree lighting ones because those are always pretty to watch at the end of the day end of yeah. the movie miss christmas had a good one last year yeah, it's probably the most recent one i can think of yeah uh, do you have any favorites of that that you can think of amber well the one that comes to mind is obviously i sculpture christmas mm-hmm. because i mean the whole movie is about them i know it's not a festival and a town festival but it it falls in that same category where it's some kind of insane, overly serious thing. Not quite as serious as Taylor Cole and Damon Runyon <laughs> doing their ice sculpture, but, you know, yeah. still a very serious ice sculpting moment. I think Switch for Christmas had two such festivals slash celebration slash parade, whatever you might want to be, whatever they were. I remember that would definitely be one for sure, uh, that, that they had. So yeah, there's always a lot of fun. I mean, I have, have you ever been to an, a holiday festival? Yes. I, this year for the, like the first time, I feel like, like I've probably been to smaller ones, but they have, they have one in Austin here. I kept calling it Christmas land, but now I can't remember what it was really called. Uh, it was awesome. They, ha- they, there's like a million lights. They have in food trucks. 
activities for kids, whatever. It was so fun. Serious business. Little you know the romantic shenanigans that probably went on to put on <laughs> Christmas Land. <laughs> Christmas Land. <laughs> Marissa, do you have you ever been to a holiday festival? I have. I, I think this is why I picked Christmas tree. I've been to the Chicago Christmas tree lighting. Oh. Gorgeous in the wintertime. Freezing, but gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Amber, why don't you give your next uh, item for the bingo Yes. Square? Okay. So I was thinking, and most people who listen to the podcast would probably suspect I would pick this, which would be a fake holiday relationship. So, <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic. So whether that be, you know, oh, we're going to pretend to be engaged or you're going to be my fake boyfriend at my job, whatever one that is, that's what I want to see. I love the fake fiance. It's so, and I'm not normally a big fan of like, you love these like really ridiculous liar movies, but absolutely. But I do love the fake fiance thing for some reason. That's the one I allow. Uh, yeah, the Mistletoe Promise is one of the best for sure mm-hmm. in that camp. Uh, and that one is pretty well written, pretty well acted, I think. Uh, Marissa, do you like the fake fiance movies? I generally enjoy them because you know how they usually, I mean, all Hallmark movies end up. And that trope is not only in Christmas, but it does apply to some like summer movies. And stuff. Oh, sure. Just fake relationship in general because that joke can go on all year. Yeah. And I'm just striving to have a fake relationship. That's all I need. Like a fake one that then maybe becomes real and we fall in love and it's amazing. Yeah. That's the dream. That's the literal dream. <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite uh, fake fiance movie, uh, Amber? Um, oh my gosh. I can't remember what it's called. Um, what is the one called with Joey Lawrence where he's... Hitched for the Holidays. Hitched for I the Holidays. That. I kept trying to think it was holiday engagement, which is another one that I like, but I like Hitch for the Holidays. Yeah, that one's really cute. Because not only do they pretend to be in a relationship, like, they pretend they're, one of them pretends they're Jewish, which is pretty exciting. We get to have Hanukkah for once. And they blow out the, the menorah. Yes. <laughs> An accident. That was hysterical. Yeah. Uh, very, very good. All right. So let's do, Marissa, what is your first trope that you would like to see? Well, I mean, it could be a big one, but it's always, I'm just going with the whole theme of Christmas trees, is that there's always the moments where there's a Christmas tree shopping or a Christmas tree decorating montage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love the getting the Christmas tree onto the car and somehow they end up like falling. And I mean, I love whenever characters sort of like fall into each other's arms like somewhat ridiculously like it would never happen in real life but the flirty putting the tree on the car is, is kind of a favorite moment of mine in a lot of these oh that's a really good one <laughs> yeah the pine needles on these christmas trees must be akin to banana peels in cartoons because everybody's fallen all over the place around them <laughs> they're really pine needles yeah. yeah, they're really slippery. They might like, they're like, oh, let me just walk across the room, but there's the, my love interest. Oops, I tripped till we're almost in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and they used to be really kind of snobby about you had to get a real tree or you were like dead to Christmas. Uh, but now they toned that down, I think. <laughs> but they they're like, you need a balsam hill tree or else you're dead to Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Hashtag uh, sponsored I, post. Product <laughs> <laughs> placement. But pretty much every single Hallmark movie has a a tree purchasing scene. I think uh, a song for Christmas had some had a pretty fun one. I thought, and I liked them. Um, Christmas at Holly Lodge last year I had a fun like cutting down the actual tree. Oh yeah. Uh, sequence that was funny I thought. Do you have any, do you have any favorite tree scenes Amber? Um Liberty, do you remember the scene in Nine Lives of Christmas when they're talking about the Christmas trees? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that the one like has the has sensed the perfect Christmas tree. Yeah. Rolls or something. Yeah, and she says, she's like, you gotta bend, you gotta lean to the right, and lean to the left, and come back center, and then that's your one. And it's really fun, and she's amazing. She just, everyone knows Nine Lives of Christmas is my favorite. I just need to stop talking about it. Just kidding, I'll never stop. <laughs> Hashtag 10 Lives of Christmas. Yes. I think one of the best, uh, that's not exactly picking out trees, but one of the best involving Christmas trees is Fur Crazy. Because I like in that one that they give a believable motivation about why the single woman is bitter about Christmas. Because most of the time you're just like, what is your problem? Like, why do you hate Christmas? And like, it makes sense that if you had parents who ran a Christmas tree lot, that you'd be kind of like over it. And so I, I think that one, they do a really good job with character motivation. So, and I like Sarah Lancaster a lot. Uh, in the role, so that that's one of my favorites. With Christmas. and it's more comfortable, and it's more comfortable to watch because sometimes they'll write a really tragic ending, and you're like, oh, and it's completely believable that you hate Christmas. But this one's more like teenage angst, like she's yeah. sick of it, you know? Like you're like, oh, yeah, I felt that. Yeah, yeah agree. <laughs> some emotional connection to the tree, like Miss Christmas. That was a whole family tradition with that tree that they mm -hmm. didn't want to, you know, misplace. So mm -hmm. yeah, some emotional connection to it. Yeah, national tree is a favorite of mine, even though Amber hates it. I like it because I like that it's actually about a father and a son in their relationship. And uh, so something a little different, it's not. Uh, and uh, I think that one's good. So there's lots of good ones involving Christmas trees, of course, as you'd expect. <laughs> so good pick from us, I like that one a lot. So, okay, so Liberty, what do you have as your next pick? As our My trope treasure. Uh is when I just really think kids are funny. Kids say the darnest things. But when they're used as a plot point, it's the best. When they, like, invite her over when he didn't say so or, or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? They're like, oh, you come decorate the tree with us? Mm -hmm. That's icing on the cake. I love it. It's just yeah. cute. And I love kids. I don't know. Yes, tiny matchmakers. They are the bread and butter. They know. Of <laughs> I like to imagine that, like, the kid's like, oh, hey, lady, do you want to come over and, like, teach my dad how to bake? And then off camera, the dad's like, way to go. You nailed it. Like, <laughs> like sometimes I like to pretend like it's a whole scheme. Yeah. Well, there's also sort of the grumpy kid, too. There's, like, both ones. There's the cute setup kids, and there's the ones that are, like, difficult. Uh, like, at the beginning of Crown for Christmas, the girl kind of comes around to Danica, who, who wouldn't come around to Danica, but, uh, uh, and then you have, like, the little kids in Family for Christmas mm -hmm. that are, are more, sort of, they start to sort of figure, figure it out, that this is not their mom that they know, uh, and that's cute. Uh, yeah, that's a really good one with kids. What do you think, uh, Marissa? I always love, and I actually just recently watched this, because, you know, it's July, 
um, the, the uh, oh goodness, I watched it a million times. Catch a Christmas Star. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, good one. The, the two kids help set their father up with an old high school flame. Love that. And yeah. I also, that just kind of goes along with the lines of when the kids are always smarter than the parents. Right. <laughs> right. It's like Parent Trap, a Christmas edition. Who doesn't want that? Yes. Right. Don't even get me started on Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> even if like the kids aren't particularly proactive, they can be a good tool for like showing how charming and wonderful the guy is, like in Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Like, I wouldn't say that kid's, like, super proactive in getting them together, but, like, it gives him a reason to be, like, on the roof making reindeer sounds and stuff like that, so. And you go, well, I would, he would make a great father. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, and in the, in the Sweetest Christmas with Lacey Chabert, I mean, the kid's not necessarily, like, scheming to get them together, but he's like, will you help us make some uh, cupcakes? Right. <laughs> yeah, very good. Treasure trope is that if you have a high school significant other, then you need to forget about whoever you are with because you're clearly supposed to be with your high school boyfriend. So <laughs> this is definitely a year-long trope, but we certainly see it many times at Christmas <laughs> with the high school boyfriend. Uh, you know, first love, I guess, is very strong in Hallmarkville. Absolutely. <laughs> and they usually, they usually didn't even break up for a good reason. They're just kind of left behind in the hometown. And then like they go back and they're like, oh yeah, I'm totally in love with you. Forgot. <laughs> and sometimes it's like a family man kind of situation, like with family for Christmas, you know, where it's like, oh, the missed opportunity or like the, I think this is actually the lifetime, but the Christmas switch, I think where, where, uh, uh, they, she, she, this kind of a similar family man kind of story. Uh, yeah, they love doing that kind of thing. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. For the life of me, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but that's probably because it's just like all of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so indoctrinated to the fact that like, this is just what happens, that it doesn't even like stand out anymore. <laughs> it's like, well, and they kiss at the end and uh, she gets together with her high school boyfriend. Amber, what's your next? Okay, my next one is sort of a slam dunk because why wouldn't this be there? But the ugly Christmas sweater moment. Because <laughs> yeah. they never just allow people to just wear ugly Christmas sweaters without comment. You have to be like, and this <laughs> is the ugly Christmas sweater. So. <laughs> An announcement. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. As someone would miss it, as though someone would be like, hmm. I wonder if that's just her personal stuff. Mm, nope, it's her ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> yeah, and this was particularly a thing in the last like couple of years because I guess ugly sweaters became kind of you know popular or whatever. But you know, you saw it quite a bit last year in like Christmas in the Air. Even a Miss Christmas had a montage, and sometimes it seemed like they were actually just using the same Christmas sweaters in multiple <laughs> movies. <laughs> Anyone else noticed that? <laughs> but yeah, it's a thing. All right. Yeah. But awesome. And it's made way for Christmas, ugly Christmas sweater parties. Yes. I mean, I feel like, I honestly feel like Hallmark kind of brought back the ugly Christmas sweaters. Because I feel like they were sort of doing that before it became cool in the mainstream. And I don't know if all these hipsters even realize that. It's a like, Yeah, they're following Hallmark trends, you guys. Watch <laughs> out. 
My family still does ugly Christmas sweaters. Not every year, but we have done it. Yeah. Yeah. The Mistletoe Inn kind of had the, they had the ugly Christmas costumes, which was a little bit of a, a, a variation on it last year. Well, it was amazing. It really was, yeah, it was really the best party that I was never invited to and in the Mistletoe uh, Inn movie because it's legitimately a costume party at Christmas. Come on. Yeah, right. That's the best. It's like Halloween and Christmas had a little baby and it wasn't the nightmare before Christmas. Right. It was just a costume party. <laughs> yeah. So, very good. So, Marissa, what is your next uh, next one? I love chocolate. So, this kind of goes along the same lines. There's always a hot chocolate or and or slash eggnog moment. Was that yeah. Chocolate, let's go get this, and then and that like kind of helps start romances or when the re- relationship's already going, let's add some more. Last year was that they got into the weird Christmas alcohol, like, like it was so funny. And like in Mistletoe Inn, when they had like the I just remember that they had these really weird drinks, and one was the Tiny Tim. And I'm like, how do you make an alcoholic beverage out of a child character? <laughs> And so I thought that was really funny. But in most of the time, you can tell these cups are completely empty. And so it was nice in a in Christmas Next Door, in the caroling scene, you could actually see like steam coming off. Like you could tell they filmed it in the cold and it was like actually hot liquid. I was like, wow, they're very dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also like the mark of a good christmas soul it's like oh hot cocoa runs through his or her veins you know like the person (laughs) says they're like i love it and you're like "Mm, that's our that's our uh, hero there (laughs) they like they like hot chocolate they're in yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah going to my next trope for sure liberty what what is yours wait i oh i wanted to just say also finding santa this past christmas had a very featured eggnog scene. Yeah, that's It true. was like, I feel like it was 20 minutes of the movie, the making eggnog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a family recipe. And <laughs> like... The one I was thinking of. And it wasn't a family recipe with no alcohol, which was funny, because kind of an eggnog thing. We <laughs> saw them <laughs> raise a chicken to full age and then let it catch the hatch the egg and then we like we watched the whole process yeah it was a long montage like yeah. we literally watched you like eggnog no well i, I, I like eggnog i feel like that's the decider because i'm like i would i enjoy it you know it's delicious <laughs> but if you're just watching it and you're like okay all of this and it's gross i love it <laughs> maybe that's it maybe i was like And then they're going to have to drink it after. It was like slowly building the torture for me. (laughs) Do you like eggnog, Marissa? I know. I mean, like I've had it, but I'm more of a hot chocolate gal. Okay, good. All right. So Liberty, what's your next of your trope? Treasure trope. Okay, mine's just, uh, I guess, all homework. But I really love it when you can tell very much that the actor or actress is Canadian. And it usually comes out with a story. You know, yes. it's just too good. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my next bingo square is Canadian accent. Canadian accent. That's a good one. I mean, we can't really cite examples because literally we'd be here all day citing every. Yeah. And I'm just so sorry about it. There's always the moment in the show where they're so sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
and we should kind of lump, I think, in with this, the, 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 the things in Vancouver that you see a million times, like the gazebo that you see in every Movie. And you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely the gazebo in Central Park. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> very good one. That is very true. Okay, can we, even though it's not Canadian, can we also do things like where it's very clearly not the place where they're filming? Should we just yeah, yeah, we'll figure out some way, some way to word that in in the square. <laughs> <laughs> like like in like when they're I don't know filming in Georgia, and there's like snow in the background <laughs> that's, that's a when rare one no snow when there should be snow yeah or no yeah. snow when there should be snow the fake snow usually bothers me because i come from the midwest i actually know what snow looks like right. so when i see the fake snow i'm like i don't believe that i like the fakes the actual like the blankets of snow you know snow that they lay out i like that better than the digital snow the digital snow i think looks so bad i particularly the in um with love christmas the one with amelia ulrup that one had just, they not only had a super obvious fake snowman, but in the same scene, it had, had had digital snow that looked terrible, and then it had a fake snowman that looked terrible. And the fake so, snowman was such a sorry excuse for a snowman. <laughs> like, it was literally just, like, batting from, like, they stole batting from inside of a teddy bear and stuck, like, some felt... <laughs> pieces to pretend that they were stones and like you see them like pretending to put noses on it and the the you know because just fluff yeah, it looks like snowman just like topples over with the wind like yeah, yeah. So it looks like something you could buy on etsy or something like like i'm pretty sure that the folks at home and family can make a better fake snowman <laughs> i'm sure they could yeah for sure and so the, we'll put that as a separate square i think though don't you think the fake snowman no Fake snow slash snowman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But so, they're all pretty and sorry just fake things. Very general. Just fake weather. <laughs> yeah, fake weather. <laughs> so my next one that I have is that pretty much if the person is dating someone at the beginning of the movie, they are a jerk. Unless it's a sequel, then obviously that's probably not true. But <laughs> we're true. The, yeah. For the most part, the person they start dating is a jerk. Whoever and they start out with. Yeah. Not they, good news. No. Not good news. <laughs> and if the person talks on the cell phone, in the car, that's usually a really bad sign that they're a jerk. Yes. And they're addicted to their job. So there you go. So Does that remind you of anyone from Window Wonderland, Liberty? Hmm. <laughs> it's just it's a good trope, though. That's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone who ever talks on the phone during the holiday season is a jerk. Unless Don't. they're like at the airport trying to get home. <laughs> yeah. well, in, that, in that case, it's not even their phone. They're like on a landline. Or they yeah. borrowed someone's phone because there's got they borrowed. they borrowed it. Yeah, they borrowed it. Occasionally you have somebody like in Christmas in the Air who's like a toy maker or something like that that can be like that, that that can be like a good person of business. Right. If your work involves helping out Santa, then you're not a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much it. Or like the guy in Maggie's Miracle, you know, because he's like a tutor, so yeah. that's like philanthropic. And he, and he runs a restaurant with the tree business, also. Yeah. yeah. 
Maybe sometimes they sometimes get a call on the kitchen phone occasionally, but that's that's rarer than seeing a reindeer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Occasionally you'll have like the businessman who, like in Christmas at Holly Lodge, who like turns out to actually be a pretty nice guy, even though he's in love with business. Yeah, but they're not dating him at the beginning of the show. Right, 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 Cameron right. Matheson in Window Wonderland is literally the epitome yeah. of this guy because he, he only wears suits. He only likes fancy things. He only talks about business. He's always on his phone. And he won't even talk to you. If you're face-to-face, -face, he will call you only through the phone to communicate. <laughs> yes. He'll, he'll even be like, your mom is a homeless lady. Give her a dollar. Like, that's, that's Cameron Rathasan's character in Window Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. And occasionally, it'll be the female character that is in love with business and has to kind of go through... Uh, obviously, if there's like a Scrooge thing, like it's Christmas Carol or something like that. But like, occasionally you'll have, and it's the the guy who's the one who's the kind of try to reformer. But that's usually a high school boyfriend kind of trope involved there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. So, <laughs> like, like you kind of have that in Magical Christmas ornaments a little bit, where just like the more uh, the woman was the one more in like love with her job and all that fun stuff and didn't like Christmas. So, all right, so that was pretty fun. So Amber, what's your next one? All right, so my next one is gonna probably steal some other people's things. It is baking cookies or gingerbread houses or cupcakes or basically any scene where we're like in love and cooking in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you usually get a lot of flour on, uh, around you, which I, hardly ever happens to me right. when I'm and baking. This whole Christmas, you know, cutter Chris, cookie cutter Christmas cash. So many see cookie cutter Christmas with Aaron Craco. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. A good example. Yeah. So, um, the best one is in a very merry mix-up where they make cookies together to keep themselves awake because they have concussions yeah and it's amazing yeah yep yep and then you think of the sweetest christmas where they had the godmother of gingerbread yes so there you go <laughs> all right so marissa what's your next one okay um definitely the snowstorm mm -hmm. oh yeah that either keeps man in town or the woman in town or it's the the thing that causes problems that causes the car to break down and then it just means more time for the two people to be together yes absolutely that's definitely the ink the inclement weather that's really just a matchmaker yeah. that yeah. that stuff <laughs> yeah because you, you yeah there's tons of those like christmas detour matchmaker santa but then you also have ones like last year with the Christmas cottage where they end up having to stay. Mm -hmm. That one was really cute. And uh, uh, even the Christmas train. Last year they had the storm that made them have to like go out into the, to the scary wilds of, you know, whatever to get help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then what's the, I'm, I'm trying to think of its name because it's old, but it's great. Not that old. The one with Jennifer Gray and... Um, uh, road to Christmas. 
The Road to Christmas. Yeah, that one's great. It's not necessarily like bad weather, but it's very kind of similar where like, oh, the car broke down. And I mean, I guess you could say it's bad weather because she can't just walk because she'll freeze to death. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I guess technically we could even say Snow Bride. I yeah. was literally going to say Snow Bride. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of travel shenanigans. That's definitely a big one for sure. Exactly. That's a fun one. Uh, so Liberty, what's your next one? Okay. My next one are is it high stakes being like the town or the company is going to sh- get shut by shut down oh, by yeah. protagonist. And so basically you just have to convince them why Christmas matters. And it saves so much more than just one thing. They're like, Oh, I guess I won't bulldoze the town because <laughs> Christmas is good. Um, but I really, I actually really like that because it just, it shows that people can just decide that love is more important than money. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's just a love for Christmas, you, you know, the big suits could just be like, actually, Maybe it's not going to make them the most money, but it's that important. And I love it when that happens because it's sweet. Oh. Yeah. There are a lot of good, sometimes they take like a Miracle on 34th Street kind of a thing. Mm. I was just watching Charming Christmas the other day and that one's really good. I was really thinking also about Christmas cookies. I closed down your guys' Christmas cupcake factory, cookie factory yeah, yeah. because uh, your business. And then she's like, actually, you know what? You know what's business? family and cookies we're gonna keep you guys open so yeah that one is very much in line with that yeah the christmas incorporated i think that was one mm-hmm. and uh uh and then also uh the hats one with hillary duff yeah for, yes. um, hats off to christmas yeah yes that's what i was thinking of falls into the trope of like he's with the kid so obviously he's gonna be a good dad yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one where they carved the pumpkin that I'm thinking of. Hats off to Christmas was what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Okay. European vacations to countries with available princes should be encouraged. So it would be next one. So we have our many, we have our many Christmas princess movies uh, of different types and usually involve some kind of trip to some kind of country or some kind of a uh, matchmaker of some kind of situation. We had Royal New Year's last year. Uh, we had, I guess it wasn't technically a Christmas movie, but we had Royal Winter, which was a Winterfest movie. Um, Crown for Christmas, one of my favorite. We have a Christmas Princess Princess. We have a Royal Christmas. We've got all kinds of- And most importantly, Once Upon a Holiday. And once upon the a only holiday. one with a true princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lots of fun. Christmas prince princess princess uh royal movies so that would be my next one I mean I think you nailed it too I don't even know if there's anything left to say you took it all (laughs) (laughs) I'll just list every princess movie you guys can't even say anything (laughs) bye (laughs) Marissa have you thought of the royal movies this year just out of curiosity um I I actually have watched all of them and I can't actually tell you which one was my favorite. Yeah, you just kind of like them all about equally? Yeah. I, I actually binged all of them in a day. Ooh. So they literally all blur. <laughs> my favorite was a, was the Royal Hearts. I thought that one was really funny. So Yeah, and I can probably safely speak for myself and my fellow Paul Markey Liberty that Once Upon a Holiday with Paul Campbell is the best one. 
Crown for Christmas is the best one. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I also really, it's not Christmas, but I do really like Smooch too. That one's really funny. So there we go. There's lots of good Hallmark royal movies. So, all right. Well, and then we did have last year also the Netflix one. So there were, there were a couple princess royal movies last year from other networks. So it was pretty exciting. So, all right, Amber, what's your next one? All right. My next one, unless Liberty was going to do it. So you have to tell me is the bell ringing Santa litmus test. Ooh, I wasn't, but that's a classic. We discuss this a lot. We discuss it a lot, which is if somebody gives money to a bell ringing Santa, like a Salvation Army Santa, they're a good person. If they don't, they are not a good person. And there's occasionally... It's another way to test, like, the same way you you see an adult with a child. If an adult is on their own and they walk by that bell ringer, it's, you know, that's... Santa is testing them. That's not your nice list. <laughs> it is. And there are occasionally moments where someone will be like, they'll pass Santa in the beginning of the show. And then at the end, they give Santa that money and you go, they have grown and changed so much. Now they're a good person. <laughs> it also kind of bleeds along when Santa is part of the plot line too. Like mm-hmm. Santa helps move everything forward. Yeah. Like, um, in the wish for Christmas, the one with um, Lacey Schwer. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I, another one I thought of is um, I'm Not Ready for Christmas, where yeah, yeah Santa and his shenanigans with, uh, with Leisha Witt. That one's um, at, for, it's not for It's Christmas Carol. Um, I literally sent Liberty a snap of her walking right by Santa Claus. <laughs> like... And I was like, oh, she is not a good person. Right. Like, and she, she like stopped and like was digging through her purse like you thought she was. And she was just like getting her phone out. Like <laughs> double whammy, like only things about business, doesn't stop for Santa. First off, psych Santa out. Like she was, <laughs> that is how you knew she was like Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you remember that snap, Liberty? I actually, I do, vividly, because I, I remember especially that she was digging in her purse, and I'm like, okay, she's a good person. <gasps> she's not a good person. <laughs> uh, all right, Marissa, what, what do you have next? Mine would be, going along the lines of Alicia, what the unwanted pairing, that was, what I was thinking was the mistletoe in. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah. And like the girl and guy are always paired up in something or like some group activity or they they don't like each other at first and but they're still somehow they're still stuck to always meeting each other. Over yeah. Time. Yeah, it's kind of like the reverse coin of the fake relationship where like it's not like a, an agreement they've made. It's like they're literally stuck with each other the whole time and they hate it, but really they don't. They love it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things yeah i'm trying to think of a good well i mean i would say love of thanksgiving day parade would be a good one of that yeah, for sure they hate each other first and a lot of times they're forced to kind of work together for the job in some way oh yeah. uh, Heart, hearts of christmas mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. another good one for sure they hate each other and and honestly a lot of those the ones where like oh i'm gonna close your family's business yeah. Those, those movies have that a lot, too. Yeah. 
I was also thinking of Frozen in Love, which is technically a winter movie, but it's still Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. One. Uh, so, all right. So, which one do you, what's your next one, Liberty? Um, hmm. I was thinking just like in general, it goes along with Santa, but I really love when there's magic. You know? Yes. Magic. I really like <laughs> when the, it's balanced too with like, it's almost the exact plot line. And then at the very end, there's just a, like unanswered question, a hint of magic, you know? I would, I always welcome that. Well, because sometimes it's, it's not even the Santa, sometimes it's angels. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> a reindeer at anything, but I love yeah. it. Sometimes just looking into a, ma- into a snow globe, that's all it takes. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love that in Maggie's Miracle, just like, how long till Heather stood there looking at that dark snow globe? It was so funny to me. I must have had three minutes of just her. <laughs> Going back from like her face to the. <laughs> yeah, very good. That one's a really good Object or person who. Yeah. Well, it, it's good because then the plot can go anywhere. I love when they do that because sometimes they're like, well, th- this can't happen because whatever you think that, but. When it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I just watched The Christmas Stocking this last week. That one's a pretty good one. They just find whatever they need for the magic of the, in the Christmas stocking. Right, it's great. Yeah. yeah, and then like, and any of these like family man kind of movies would fall into that. Like A Dream of Christmas yeah. or, um, what's the one with Candace Cameron Bure where she's literally in the North Pole but she doesn't know it? The Chris, is that Christmas under wraps? Yes. Yeah, that one's that one's good. Also, you can even include her time travel one. In that one. Oh yeah. Journey back to Christmas, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's a good one. We need more time traveling ones. Agreed. <laughs> I love time travel. Yeah. Like I wish that there was like a like you know there's Hallmark movies and mysteries and Hallmark drama. I wish there was like. Hallmark sci-fi fantasy. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's kind of like the sci-fi channel, except for I want the purity of Hallmark as well. Like, (laughs) a costume party in the 1920s at Christmas. Yeah. Come on. Amazing. That would be really, I'd watch that. That would be really fun. Okay. With an actual Santa who took them back in time? (laughs) Yes. All right. I'm sorry. Um, yeah so my next one is that being widowed is way more common than getting divorced very rarely will you have a divorce (laughs) and uh, so yeah there's lots of widows widowers and they're very lonely around christmas and so we have lots of stories christmas homecoming comes to mind from last year that was a really good one um and I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> you got home for Christmas Day. She's a widow. Widow. Um, Mrs. Miracle. First Mrs. Miracle. He's a widower. Just about every Hallmark movies and mysteries Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas card. Yeah, they're all widowers. Nobody like they. It's like they are all from Hope Valley because everyone's husband has died. Right. Trading well, Christmas has. She's a widow. You also think about it. Hallmark is like very religious undertones, and I think divorce is easier. Or like widow is easier than divorce. And also, 
you don't have to write in like, oh, there's the ex-husband. Yeah. Like, especially in, it's just harder to yeah. deal with. <laughs> I mean, Mistletoe Promise is the only one I can think of that, off the top of my head, that has divorce as like a, a big part of the plot. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my next one. Amber, what do you have next? Yes, I guess I could go back to saying what I said at the top of the hour, the near kiss that's interrupted by a child and it's typically underneath oh. mistletoe. Yeah. Or a phone ringing. Yes. Or like somebody coughs in the background. They're like, whoa, too close, you guys, too close. <laughs> like, I feel like if I was that close to kissing someone under mistletoe, I'd be like, this can wait one second. Like, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> like, when I'm doing less important things than kissing someone, if someone coughs, I'm not like, <gasps> so let's just say that if it was, you know, Paul, I'm not going to stop because someone coughs. <laughs> With Paul Campbell, I'm like, He's like, did you hear that? No, not. <laughs> what, my own heart beating out of its chest? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we pretty much covered most of the big ones uh, that we talked about. Uh, does anybody have any others that you want to throw out there? Or you... That goes with the, because every movie has a conflict. So the misheard conversation. Oh, yes. good one. There's always a misheard conversation. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, I could say something like, I love him so much now, but he's such a jerk. When I first met him, I thought he was the worst. <laughs> and then all they hear is, when I first met him, he was the worst. They're yeah. like, my life is over. <laughs> or it's like, I'm not going to say that I think he's garbage, because I don't. And they only hear the, I think he's garbage part. It's right. so funny. Or they're... There's the missed scene, like they only watch as the terrible fiance proposes, right. and so they play, and they're like, "Oh, she's engaged," yeah. but they didn't see that she slapped him. I don't know, <laughs> right? Or that she gave the ring back, like the birthday right. wish. Started crying. That. <laughs> That's pretty much all Marcus Rosner movies. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Rosner's always like, "And I'm in it," and they're like, "Bye." Mine <laughs> <laughs> calls the heart. It doesn't have to just be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I think of Christmas Getaway. There was a, a really good miss uh, misheard conversation. You know, he's, she overhears him talking to the to the other lady, and uh, and you know she she races off and all that stuff. There is the liar reveal is also a huge rom com trope in general, like you saw mm -hmm. in Bramble House and in Mistletoe Inn. Both of those were both big. Yeah, the misunderstanding <laughs> in Nine Lives of Christmas. Where he's just like standing by some lady and she's like, they're married. He's secretly married. <laughs> the most overreaction of all time. She's like, he's calling me. I'm never speaking to him again. He lied. Like, <laughs> we talk about either ice skating or snowball fight moments. Uh, yeah. No, are we yeah. insane? <laughs> that always happens. Yeah. Always. Or, or sometimes both. Yeah. Flirty snowball fight for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Occasionally sledding. Yeah. Occasionally sledding. Also, we didn't talk at all about somebody having their name be like a pun on Merry Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or like Noel (laughs) or like some sort of Christmas themed name. My name is Rudolph. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Santa Claus. Not that one. (laughs) No relation. Um, What else? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Sometimes you have relatives of Santa. That's a fun one. Yes, like Santa's kids or... You know, Santa's kids. That's just Santa's kids. <laughs> it's never like Santa's nephew, Larry Claus. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's it, it, it's sometimes it's not even necessarily like a real Santa's uh, um, child. It can just be someone who plays Santa, like in Finding Santa. And so he's like over it. <laughs> they took a real, real mistake. They made a mistake not making him be real Santa. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, going along with the the lines of you know Santa relations, I do love the Annie Claus. Oh, Annie Claus is so good. Yeah. Still have some kind of musician, some kind of carol, uh, like you had in Christmas at Holly Lodge, a song for Christmas. Uh, some kind of, they work in that. That one's a pretty, pretty common one. Uh, and of course, like in any Hallmark movie, you have, you have lots of chefs. <laughs> so <laughs> many chefs. <laughs> chefs, bakers, pa- chocolatiers, baristas, anyone who provides you something that you put in your mouth, they are employed by Hallmark. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. never like a salad bar, though. No, there's no salad bar, people. No. You're right. No. Yeah, it's only <laughs> in all its form, like baked or cooked, hot chocolate. Yeah, I mean, you can also have towns that are without Christmas spirit. Like I don't know how, like the whole town mm-hmm. is down on Christmas spirit, but evidently. There's either so there's either the whole town's without Christmas, and someone has to save it, or there's the whole town is so Christmassy, and one person is a Grinch. Right. There's right. like, there's never like a middle ground. Like, there's never someone who's just like, Christmas is fine. But <laughs> that's never... what it should be: is we should have a Christmas war. Like half the town loves it, and half the town. Hates it. That would be fun. Yeah. Also, you sometimes have the nosy neighbor slash aunt slash uh. some kind. Now, are they nosy and like, oh, now I'm going to get them in trouble? Or are they like, oh, now I'm going to take the batteries out of your car so you can't do anything but fall in love? Like, yeah. which kind? Sometimes Matchmaker both. nosy or like, try to ruin your life nosy? Sometimes you, you can have both. Like, I mean, you can have people that are just super sweet and wonderful, like Mrs. Henley in a, in a um, uh, Get to Remember Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like a little, like, you know, or you can have like people, yeah, that are like outright sabotage. <laughs> well, then there's people, there's people that try to sabotage, but it ends up putting them more together. Like they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Is this your real fiance? If it is, kiss. And you're like, <laughs> just what we wanted, but okay. I like Mrs. Miracle. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good example. Both of those are good, I think. I like the first one better. Yeah. Now, would Rachel, would the uh, weird angel grandpa movie count as one of these? <laughs> no. No. 
Yes, it would. That's one. Yeah, it would count, but it also counts as one of the ones that if you've had a different score, it would be a horror movie. And there are a lot <laughs> of Hallmark movies. <laughs> like, a, not Mr. Christmas, whatever it's really called. That's a scary movie. Oh, yeah, the, my perfect Christmas present or whatever. Mm-hmm. Perfect Christmas present. We oh. weren't a big fans of the Sam Page vehicle. The perfect Christmas present. <laughs> Neither was I. That was like, awkward. he literally stalked her all day. <laughs> and then she was like, man, this reminds me, like, you remind me so much of my dad. And then they just start making out. It is, but weird. It is weird, weird, weird. Yeah. And the guy that she was engaged to was way better and less creepy. <laughs> and never stalked her. So. And he never stalked her. He barely knew what she liked. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I mean, he was, like, constantly wearing his frat shirt. Like, that was the only word that he knew was anything involving fraternities. And, yeah, it was... The, the, you, for, for more on our thoughts, listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, I was told that that one actually was originally not for Hallmark. Yeah. yeah. Tell because he answers the door in his boxer shorts. Yeah. You would never have that in a regular Hallmark movie. I mean, we were almost there where Marcus Rosner didn't have a shirt on, but he was in a full pantalones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Sam Page. Nice to see you in boxer shorts, but it doesn't excuse the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we gave that one a diamond ring. We were excited for it. So, yeah. It How was, dare It was How really bad. dare they? We proposed and they ruined it. <laughs> so, there we go. Well, this has been really fun. I hope you guys have had fun just talking about all these ridiculous Hallmark tropes. And, uh, and so, we really enjoyed it. And uh, so, we appreciate it. And we're really looking forward to uh, our... 36 upcoming Christmas movies. And counting. Movie. And counting movies. Give or take four. <laughs> Round it out to 40. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. So that's basically, so we will have these, we'll make the bingo cards. We'll have a link or something like that where you can download your own card. You can watch it for Christmas in July. And, uh, and yeah, we'll have some kind of... Some and, say, so oh, what you'll need to do is yeah, download your card, follow along as you're watching Hallmark movies, and you need to write like what movie you see this trope in and when it aired. So don't want any cheaters, okay? And then if you get a bingo, tweet it at us with a picture of your card. First person to get a bingo is going to win our Christmas in July Hallmarky starter pack, which is going to include Trading Christmas, Nine Lives of Christmas, and Alonzo Duraldi's book, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, along with some other assorted Christmas joy. Um, And it's going to be incredible. Everyone who doesn't win it is going to be depressed. (laughs) So get competitive, guys. So it should be really fun. We want everybody to participate. Come on. This should be fun. And so there you go. And so we're looking forward to coming up. We also have... Uh, our, we also have Summer Nights, which is looking awesome. Are you guys excited for Summer Nights? Yes. Woo-woo! <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, 
because we've got Africa and Fiji in two movies, and we have uh, On the Ocean. It's very exciting. So lots of fun stuff coming up. We've got mysteries coming up, cool stuff. So lots of stuff that we're going to have fun talking, plus Chesapeake Shore starts. So it's very exciting. Are you guys doing on After Buzz at Chesapeake Shores? That is still up in the air. I was literally okay. trying to schedule it today at work. Um, it's, there's a lot of moving parts with that after show. Mm. It, right now it's tentative. Okay, cool. Well, so Marissa, how can people how can people find you online? Uh, everyone can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV and check out my after show and um, for Hallmark and my Happy Hallmark Bees podcast as well um, on AfterBuzz TV, iTunes, YouTube, all that. And Liberty, do you have social media that you want to plug, or are you good? Um, I could put in my YouTube, mostly just because if you guys love Christmas and you love romance, I am going to upload the video of my proposal, which was on Christmas. So that will be on my YouTube soon. It's lib103, so L-I-B, and then the number 103. And if you want to follow my Instagram, but it's like, <laughs> it's just personal. So. But that's Liberty V as in band. Two E's, no Y. L-I-B. Okay. Good. Great. Yeah, we'll have that in the description section too. And Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube, so make sure to check that out. And uh, and also uh, make sure you're following the podcast, Harmarkey's Pod, on all of our social media. We try to post every single day, and we live tweet most of the movies. And uh, please put in your reviews on iTunes. Uh, it helps us a lot. People are able to find the podcast. Uh, so we really appreciate it. And uh, so we're available where all podcasts are found. So uh, we really appreciate you checking us out. And thanks so much, ladies. We had so much fun. So Merry Christmas in July. Yay! <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody.